0: Amagon, the most decorated marine, was assigned a mission by his commander to investigate a strange, monster-infested South Pacific island from which no man has ever returned alive. Welcome to Nestalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. And I'm Sam. Sam, speaking of Sam, this game was made by the Sammy USA Corporation. Uh, Oh, yeah. Never heard of them, but what are are your initial thoughts on Sammy? It's American Sammy.
1: I mean, just off the bat, it sounds like a a very nice and well-respected organization. Um... She just probably like big muscles too. Um, and probably got has like a, a good sense of humor and nice wit. Should Sean, we call you, were you Sammy?
2: Should we call you Sammy going forward?
1: I have nothing to do with that. I don't know what you're talking about.
2: I'm just asking if we should call you Sammy. I mean, you're Sam. You seem to like the name Sammy. You can call
1: me American Sammy. Okay,
0: cool. Uh, anybody get a chance to look at the box art for this game? Yes. It's crazy. It's wild. It's probably one of the best box arts we've seen. And not in like that funny, like Mega Man is so goofy box art. This one, I I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, there's something about this little kid who's apparently supposed to be a uh, most decorated Marine <laughs> who then like transforms into a macho version of himself. But then he's like firing at. Uh, like dinosaurs and UFOs and then like bumblebees and bats so like there's just a lot going on on this box art and I just I think it's very abstract and I don't know if I know what kind of game I was getting into <laughs> off of this
2: yeah I, I kind of get some vibes that maybe this game the story of this game was like changed in development like I feel like they yeah. made a game with one story and then they're like oh let's just make the story something else and not oh, change it the 100% end the game. was uh,
3: was it yeah, I think the Japanese name of this game is like something, something macho man. And then you just apparently turn into macho man uh, has nothing to do with the Marines or um, or like, you know, the United States government sending just that one Marine to the monster world. <laughs> uh, it's it's something else. So, yeah, it's it's definitely got that. Uh, what was the other game we played that was like the biggest um like the the manga with the dog, but it's not really a dog.
0: Uh, oh, and no, you're thinking of the the ghost. The ghost, sure. chubby cherub, chubby right?
3: cherub, sure. Um, so I think it's sort of like that.
1: Yeah, when I was reading the manual, and I, I was like, all right, there's they're, they're talking about like the greatest marine in U.S. history, right? Greatest marine or soldier, I forget what they call him. And then the game boots up, and just that it's face. just like it's like this little <laughs> tiny. Guy in a pink jumpsuit with like a stupid expression on his face, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like all yeah. right, terrible. shit. Yeah, does Oster. not scream
2: decorated marine. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was supposed to be like a caveman or something. Yeah, it looks like they gave a Flintstones character a gun. Especially when you transform, you look even more like a caveman.
1: It's got that big lower jaw. Like I guess all jaws are lower.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's very <laughs> like uh, I don't know, like Neanderthal. Um, but I also point out that when you when you run out of ammo with your gun, you hold it over your head in a way that you wouldn't hold it. You hold it what to what I look think what looks like what I think you would hold like a caveman club. Yeah. So like I really thought point. that this was like it was just like a reskinned caveman that was barely even reskinned.
3: Yeah, I think that's that's about right. Um and I I whatever I know this isn't something that I should be thinking but I was just cringing every time because I got to that point where I ran out of ammo. We're going to get into this, but I got to the point where I was swinging the gun like a club pretty often and it just, I just felt bad because I feel like you're just breaking the gun. Like what? You're going to break it.
2: Right. I mean, I guess, you know, you got, you got to survive. You got to defend yourself. You got to bullets.
1: (laughs) You could like pick up one of the other guys that you beat and then use that.
0: That's true. Because in a way, this is kind of how they would have made Castaway, the uh, film with Tom Hanks. This is how they would have made this that into a video game. It would have been like this. Is there an NES Castaway? Castaway came out in 2000, <laughs> I think, with uh, Robert Zemeckis directing.
2: Yeah, it was based on the NES game that came out in 1989. <laughs> True. The movie got rid
3: of the uh, the elephants that walked on their their hind legs and uh, <laughs> shot out eggs.
0: So players take the role of amagon the uh, marine which is also just a weird name for a person but let's just let's just say that that makes sense right he's trapped on this island after a plane crash now he has to get to his rescue ship which is all the way on the other side of the island so the only way to do it is to cross on foot so you're looking at an action platformer you know run from left to right you clear your way through all these enemies until you get to the boss at the end of each stage very very straightforward um you know except for it's like if mario had a gun right because there's (laughs) there's your gun that you use to shoot uh honestly some really cute looking enemies i wasn't expecting i thought they could you know for a game with a gun you would expect the enemies look a little more vicious but it's like nice little you know i'm sure it gets a little bit worse later on but like nice little purple spiders and some birds and stuff like that i don't even know if all these enemies are necessarily trying to get in your way (laughs) or if they just exist on the island and you're just torturing them but joe take me through like take me through why this is different than your normal action platformer what makes Amagon stand out just on like a initial impression
2: well all right so what you were saying is a big part of it that that it looks it looks a little brighter it looks a little more mario like I think just because the color palette is like more more simple um and that makes it look a little cleaner but as far as like gameplay elements uh your major little the major little kind of gimmick here is that you can collect a power up that allows you to transform from Amagon into Megagon which is funny cuz that means nothing to anyone but once you once you uh kind of get the hang of it you realize that Megagon is just a is just a jacked more powerful version of Amagon that is looks like a caveman and has uh an actual health bar and has more powerful attacks and basically you're just like a more of a juggernaut version of your original self so like that's I think supposed to be the like the hook is that like you need to you need to struggle through the jungle as Amagon to to get to the more difficult parts
0: and, and have gained the ability to transform into Megagon. I like that struggle think, in yeah. the jungle. Mm. I love that. And as as Sean mentioned, the in the Japanese version, uh the story's a little different. So um Megagon, which again doesn't mean anything, actually sounds like a Power Ranger uh, like, you know, like, one of those di- things they would call on, right?
3: Or, like, a shape with a lot of sides.
2: It's just, <laughs> it's just that Amagon sounds too, like, it should be, like, Steve turns into Megagon, not, like, or, like, Steve turns into Amagon. Like, they both sound like the thing you would turn into, like, the powerful thing.
0: Right. So, in the Japanese version, the main character is a scientist named Jackson, who transforms... <laughs> into macho max by using a special drug um i could
3: have sworn it was macho man
0: uh no i i think it's he he transforms into a macho man like character known as macho max or the drug is named macho max which makes sense because you your maximum macho <laughs> that makes
3: more sense to me yeah
0: yeah so, before we talk about like that whole mechanic of becoming Megagon or Macho Max or Macho Man or the Incredible Hulk, whatever you think it is. Um, before we talk about that, can we just talk about when you're playing as Amagon with the rifle and the combat with the enemies? Um, you know, what's what's the flow of that like, Sam?
1: Uh, it's hard. It's it's really hard. Um, cuz you get hit once you're dead. Uh, you can run out of ammo and then you have to be right up next to an enemy to hit them. And some of these enemies, like the standing ones, require, I think, 12 or 16 hits before they're done. And um, it's like... They they have pre- predictable moving patterns, I think. But it's still... like Like, each enemy kind of responds when you get to a certain point near them. Like, if you get underneath those guys who are on the tree... And they drop down in front of you and then go to the left. but sometimes it that trigger point doesn't happen until you're a little bit past them. So even though they respond the same way and you can predict what the enemies are going to do, they are they're placed in a way and they like there's these little changes that make it still that that still make it unpredictable if you're not playing it hundreds of times. Um, which this seems like that kind of game that you would just play over and over and over again until you memorized it. Um, and I think that that's really the only way to get through levels.
0: So, Sam, what's what's the issue there, though? Is it the enemy behavior, or is it Amagon and the way that he, like, his gun handles combat? Uh, or is it both? Uh,
1: I, I think it's, like, it's more just... It feels like an onslaught sometimes, and it's a little bit hard to... I would say it's kind of enemy behavior where like you'll get, you'll try to jump over one guy, but at the second you jump, they'll jump things like that. And that that, frequently.
3: Yeah. Between that and the fact that there are so many of them and so many of them of different kinds that have different patterns and like they, they don't seem to respond to uh, the, the terrain. They can just sort of like, like a walking enemy won't get stuck if it, if there's like a ledge like it like it would when you were sort of trained in Super Mario to expect that it'll just sort of teleport to the top of the ledge and continue to to follow you. It, there's a lot of things that uh, are sort of you have to unlearn from a lot of different platformers, action platformers to kind of get the hang of this.
2: Yeah, I, I will say I, I think that I feel like this game is like a step in the right direction compared to a lot of other games when it comes to enemy placement, where, like, at least there's, they clearly, like, are the enemy placement is not random. Like, it seems like they had some thought into, like, where and when they come. The problem is that they just still made it too much of a cluster, so it doesn't really matter that they put thought into it, because, like, they didn't think about, (laughs) should this enemy be here? But, you you know what I mean? It's not like any enemy just shows up at any time and they're just always running at you, like, you can tell well, they that there's part where you come the where thing. the crocodiles come. To. Yeah,
3: they do still do the thing where, like, if you're just standing still, they'll just keep coming. So you yes. can get trapped. And it does right. seem like, and I agree that there does seem to be more thought in the enemy placement, but I think that there's more, like, trolling going on here where uh, it knows that the, the player sort of sees the optimal route and, like, is going to dodge this thing, so they place another thing. That's gonna spawn in as soon as they get there, and I I don't appreciate that when it's this dense. Um,
2: yeah, I so, I totally agree. Yeah. yeah, I think that 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 is a big negative. That like enemies will just keep coming even after you kill them until you've moved on. Um, but I but I think that it would be manageable if you were to like if you were like Thanos these enemies and, and literally just cut them out in half. You'd you'd be able to at least manage it, and it wouldn't be as bad as like uh what was it like Karate Kid I think. It was a was a big offender of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's something about um, the the pacing of the game because of the way that the enemies behave. I th- I think Sam, you were talking about a lot of the game just comes down to enemy behavior, but because of how you have to handle them and you play this game of like chicken with some of them, where it's like, okay, wait, are they going to jump that new height or are they going to jump their highest height? Like, or are they going to come at me? It slows down the game a lot, and your gun. Is like, I don't know. It's a. It's great that you have some kind of ranged weapon, but it, it feels like you're playing Contra, but like with a wimp who can barely do anything. Like the action element of this game is is putting it like that's very kind to the game because it's not really an yeah. action like game. You're not. You don't feel like a badass with a gun tracking down like through the jungle. Like you're. You're kind of. You kind of have to, if you know, because everything is one hit, you got to play the game slow if you want to get anywhere. Was that your guys' experience? Definitely. But I
2: I thought that that was what they were going for. I mean, I don't think that they pulled it off in a way that was particularly fun, but I thought that the point was that you are very weak as Amagon, so then you can feel very powerful. And I think they went too far in both directions. Uh, When you're powerful, I think you're too powerful, and when you're weak, I think you're too weak.
1: I think that part of it is memorization also. I think that that does play a big part, where like, if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to go slow and be careful. But once you do know how to take care of enemies, I think that you can do a little faster. Like, There are some enemies that you can just skip, like the the tall enemies, because a lot of them jump. And so when they jump, if you can get underneath them, then you don't even have to fight them. But the trade-off there is also that a lot of those big enemies have the what is it, the the Meg- Megagon power-up in them when you defeat them. Um, yeah,
0: that's a good point, Sam. I think, you know, ultimately, the biggest problem I have with just the, the level design is that because of how challenging they've made, you know, some of the enemies and the cluster of enemies, that the pacing just doesn't, it feels off here. Like, either the levels are too long and they should have shortened them, or the uh, enemies should have been more spread out so that you have time to deal with them appropriately. It feels like, Somewhere along the line, they they took a misstep in both of those directions where the level is just too long and there's just too many enemies. So it's very hard, you know, in a one-hit KO game, it's very hard to get very far in this game. Now, challenging things is not something that we're not used to, but I like when a game is challenging for other reasons, not because, um, you know, I'm I'm supposed to be... Slogging it out and and memorizing and and trying to dodge things rather than take them on, it it feels it's at it's at odds with itself.
3: Yeah, I also don't really like the idea of memorization being the like like that's the primary source of challenge. I uh that that seems kind of like a cop out to me. Not not that anyone is saying that that's where they so they sort of get enjoyment from any particular game, but. That's just my opinion on that.
1: To me, this feels like the prime example of like an old Nintendo hard kind of feel where it's like a little bit in the gameplay itself and a little bit in like the the kind of janky old school construction of it
0: yeah and it's funny because like the game has a reputation for being incredibly difficult and i'm not saying it's not but i also feel like even in the like only 170 other games we've played we've definitely played stuff harder than this um
2: this one has 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 elements that are are definitely hard because i think it's a little unfair like when, all right, so there are those upright. You you alluded to them earlier, Sam. There are those upright enemies. Sometimes they're elephants, or in some levels they're crocodiles, or robots, or whatever. And those take most things in this game take t- take either one hit or sixteen hits to kill, which is just kind of a ridiculous like disparity there. And the uh, the the sixteen hit things sometimes two of them appear on the screen, and I've found that if two of them are on the screen, in In my experience, you're you're gonna die. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. like you're dead until you try like the fifth or sixth time you get there, and you can finally maybe like luck your way through. Yeah, you have
1: to like cheese those guys.
2: Yeah, like try and get them off. How how do you cheese them? What like get them off the screen? Or
1: a lot of them jump, so you or like you can predict when they jump, or if you jump, they'll jump. So you have to like get around them without killing them.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, get under
0: them or get over them.
1: Yeah, that's how I what I felt anyway
0: which is an interesting idea right for an enemy no doubt uh it's just that it happens too often to make it um yeah. to make it worth it you know it seems like you you should reserve that so this way it's like a teachable moment not just like a yeah, this is a part of our, our <laughs> <Teachable> design. design <moment. laughs> the like, teachable moment in the game you know like yeah i i think that's a good idea yeah. the game should work with you here rather than fight you Further the, the further along in the game, you go. No, I I just
3: like that because it just, it, I'm thinking of like a morality thing when you say that. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I right, right. right.
0: <laughs> you don't have to kill them. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Megagon, um, which is the, you know, maxed out Macho Man form of Amagon, which is, this is pretty cool. It, you know, it takes the RPG side of like experience points. And mixes it with the arcade element of a score. And I can't think of an earlier instance of this. But it'd be like if you got a certain score in Pac-Man, you know, after like a certain amount of dots being eaten, and all of a sudden you just became like twice Pac-Man's size and you could chew through the walls or something. Like, it is a neat idea to to tie the amount of experience points you get in um in the game just to the arcade score.
3: No, that's what I really liked about this is that like, yeah, every five, 5,000 points, I think. Yes.
0: 5,000
3: is like a little tick of the box of, uh, of, uh, Megagon's health, um, or, uh, a use of his, like, uh, his actual like superpower, I guess, which is a beam of energy coming out of his chest while he flexes. Um, <laughs> And I mean, we have been complaining about the uselessness of scores in any kind of game for over two years, and I don't know how long we've been doing this, but I was just amazed that we finally found like an application um that it seems so intuitive so i was I was a big fan of the way that they did this megagon thing i, I just wished it like i for me megagon had like that like i i don't know if there's like a name for this but like that that syndrome where like you you don't want to use a very special power until like you know that you you really need it so i was always sort of uh i was always trying not to use megagon um but anyway that's that's my two cents on it
1: you can use it more than once though you have
3: to you have to get a drop yeah
2: but can you? Right, here's my question for you guys. I, I wasn't sure about this. Well, first of all, do the drops drops are random, right? The drops, drops are not are tied to points. Random. Okay. Then, second of all, that's what I thought. Second of all, if you pick up two drops, does it save the other one? Can no. You become Megagon? Okay, that's what I wasn't sure about because once I get a second one, I'm like, well, that's kind of pointless at that point. I never never tested it out, but um, but yeah, I do love that uh, it gives you a reason to kill enemies and a reason to to do, you know, to participate in the main gameplay loop of attacking things because
0: that gives you health as Megagon. Yeah. So Megagon cannot use the machine gun anymore. His hands are, I guess, too big for it. So instead he has <laughs> a punch uh, which does eight times the damage and obviously never runs out of ammo like the gun. However, you've now completely lost your ranged weapon and you must fight in closed combat. Did we prefer closed combat over uh, the the rifle, or was it kind of like oh, this is strange? Now I was I was doing better when I was able to tackle enemies from afar.
3: Well, you still have a ranged weapon; it just also uses some of your health.
0: Yeah, it's like a trade off, though, right? So it's right. like for, forget that for a second. Just just talking about like now, you your primary combat is the fist. Like, is that is that like somehow a, too harsh of a trade off for Megagon? And now it's kind of like, oh, I, I wish I had the rifle.
1: Like, like I think it is a fair trade-off because I think that a lot of the enemies are weak to attacks from underneath them, and your punch is also works like an uppercut, and it gets things slightly above you, too. So what was once your own weakness, like attacks from above, is now your advantage, and so now you have a hitbox there, or a hurtbox. I always mix them up. But, um, so I think you gain this whole other... Like, dimension of available places to fight.
2: Yeah, I agree Yeah, I, I I wanted to say off the bat that that I always 100% prefer to be Megagon. But when I'm thinking about that, I mean, the reason that I prefer to be Megagon is because he's so much more powerful and because like you can easily, easily beat all the bosses as Megagon and, like, waves of enemies. But if I'm thinking about it, I mean, I didn't really run into this because I, like you, Sean, didn't use Megagon when I didn't need to, just to kind of save it. But, um, but if I was using him the whole time, I mean, those close quarters attacks plus the the ranged attacks taking down your health just means you're losing a lot of health between the two of those. So, like, it probably is, like, responsible to be Amagon until you absolutely need to. So, like, for what it's worth, I think they did they, that, they, that's a good. They did a good balancing act between those two,
0: I suppose. Yeah, to be fair, I'm not. I don't uh, think that like it. I think it would be just too crazy if he also had the machine gun and and could do closed combat. So I do think it's a fair trade off, as Sean was alluding to, that like you still have your ranged weapon. It just comes at a cost now. I I think that's the best way to handle things. But it's the it's like at the at the cost of one hit point. Now you can fire those waves of energy from your chest. Um, and they do 16 times the damage, which is great because, again, we were talking earlier, like, the rifle sometimes takes 16 shots to kill some stuff. Yeah. Uh, But it can also hit multiple enemies in a single blast, which is nice too. Uh, Reminds me of some shmup power-ups there.
3: Yeah, I'd say so.
0: So, Joe, you were talking about you prefer Megagon, and then, you know, your reasoning for that and everything like that. But do you think, just on on a level progression scale, were they giving you the Megagon ability often enough um, to make the game interesting. Like, I I would say that if I was just Amagon, if there was no Megagon component to this game, I wouldn't care for it at all. Like, the Megagon component is what makes the game. So did they give it to you enough to keep you intrigued?
2: Um, I think it was... Well, it was often enough for the... Like I said already, the way I was playing it. Like, maybe that's not the way that they intended you to play it. The way I was playing it was get to the end of the level, then use Megagon. So so, I was always, like, looking out the whole time. I did not want to get to the end of the level without a power-up, without whatever, the, the drop that you need to pick up in order to transform. Because that happened to me on, like, my first few tries, and that made the game, I think, I, I could be wrong, but I think literally impossible. <laughs> I don't think you can beat the bosses as Amagon. You
3: technically can. Um, okay. Well, I can't. <laughs> it's literally impossible for me. Yeah, th- th- through some questionable... Uh, ways of beating bosses, like, you know, with the lion head, smacking him with the butt of my rifle. Uh, I was able to beat him that way, but it, it took it took a very long time and uh, I was kind of cheating. So, it's technically okay, well, possible.
2: I, I guess, yeah, so I guess after the first boss, I never even tried to fight with Amagai, because the first boss just runs at you, and I just fire as many bullets at it as I oh, can yeah, and stay as and far away from it, and it just doesn't kill it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, I do think you know, I'm talking about how much I, I like playing as Megagon. I do think that like I like playing as Megagon because it gets me through the things. I don't think it's like more fun. I just think it's really really easy. Like it would have been cool if if the balance was a little was there a little more as far as like gameplay difficulty balance. Because I I that first that first boss either literally to me impossible to beat with Amagon or like almost impossible to lose with Megagon. Like it's just it was like two hits with that blast and, and the whole, the boss is done. And I found that with most of the bosses with Megagon. So it it was nice and there was like a satisfaction to like being that powerful, but then it also robbed it of all challenge.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point, Joe, is like with the bosses, it it shouldn't be impossible to beat these guys with uh Amagon. And by impossible I mean like it shouldn't be a slog. Because you didn't design your game with the idea that you would become Megagon every time at the end of the stages. Or else that would just be something that happens via a cutscene or something. You know, you watch him take the pill or or whatever it is. And then he becomes Megagon. And now you deal with the Megagon portion of the stage level. So because they didn't design it that way, uh, it's kind of unfair for the way that they built out the bosses. And I also just found these boss fights not to be uh, interesting at all either. They were uh, They were more just, you know stronger enemies that didn't really do anything uh
3: they just run at you well the first one just runs at you yeah
0: so it's like there's something about that i would have expected like a cool you know some of the enemies have cool patterns so i would have expected some cool um ideas for larger enemies in this game but the bosses are just that they're just larger
2: I- i'm gonna start sounding like a broken record here but I- but i did think that some of them had interesting patterns but it didn't matter because it was way too easy to kill them. Has you know, it's like a lot of things that I think this game did well are just kind of ruined because of that weird difficulty imbalance. So like for example, there's like the the, the lion head has like an interesting pattern. I don't know if it's necessarily great boss design, but I, I thought it was interesting. There's also that like snake at the end where you have to like you have to take out the bottom layers of the snake so you can reach the horn. That's kind of interesting, except taking out the bottom layers of the snake is just hitting A three times and then hit A one more time and hit the corner. It's like literally rapid fire kill of the boss. So it's like, they, it's like they went through the trouble of designing an interesting boss, but then never really
0: made the gameplay work with it. Yeah, I, I hear you there completely. Um, I'm, and I'm not sure what they would have like they would have had to change something about the way Amagon plays to make it more interesting right cuz the the solution certainly isn't just to bring down their total number of hits or something so maybe i'm just, not quite sure what the solution is there sam you have something
1: yeah i'm saying maybe like decrease his power like instead of he does 8 right for every one that amagon does so maybe make him do 4 instead
2: oh okay yeah yeah
1: you know something yeah, like yeah
2: or 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 something like make it so it's not so easy to hit Your target every time you know what i mean like make it so it's like you have to wait for your opening or you have to you have to get to it or something if it's just Mm -hmm. hit the target and the target's right in front of you and you can just you can just you know turbo fire the thing as long as you have enough because i think
3: also like the fact that you have a life bar now instead of one hit ko is already super powered like like that's enough to, to justify turning into a new guy i think to me like, yeah, I think that also needs, he also needs to be stronger. So I think even if it was just, like, each hit is, like, two hits. Like, not even, like, four times. Because, like, the most difficult part of this game is just the fact that, like, there's so many enemies and you only, you can't, you can't even get hit once uh, as as the base Amagon. Uh, so I think that would kind of solve that, too, at least the too easy portion of um, uh, of this problem, I don't know how you fix the too hard portion of Amagon. Aside from maybe at least giving him a bit more ammo, I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but his ammo's gone. Yeah. Oh,
0: <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, I tried. They're not. They're not all funny. <laughs> Why is all the music in this game so high pitched? I, I don't know. I like the music. Yeah, I didn't even notice. I didn't like it. There's something about it, it was just like you know, the, the, the tones that they used, unpleasant to my ears.
2: I, I really liked the Megagon music. The Amagon music I've completely forgotten about. But the when you transform, it just it, it just it just pumps you up a little bit.
1: I like how each level has its own music though. Yeah, that is cool. nice
0: coming off of Lolo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, if you want to hear something else about Amagon, though, look no further than Amagon, Arkansas. Uh, it's a small <laughs> little town in Jackson County, uh, which is weird because Jackson County is, uh, would be a reference to, in the Japanese game, the scientist Jackson. So in the American version, right, his name is Amagon, But in the Japanese version, he's a scientist named Jackson. Game takes place in Amagon, Arkansas, Jackson County. Who can say uh, only 98 people living in Amagon, Arkansas, which if you flip it is 89, which is 1989, the current year that we're in in our nostalgia journey. So there's just a lot going on here.
1: It makes sense that there's only 98 people living there because it's like so dangerous because you get hit with one thing and you die.
0: Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So and it's an people- anagram
3: for, for Abraham Lincoln.
0: Ah. Hmm. It's the birthplace of former Arkansas Governor Mike Beebe. Gotta Oh, love, of course. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the sequels and spinoff section. So one more big thing we gotta do, and that is to decide whether Amagon is an essential game on a little thing we call the Essential Games List. Sam? Hey. It's all about Amagon, not Megagon. So when you are giving this game your essential games this vote, how do you feel about the NES video game Amagon?
1: Amagon, the American Sammy video game. Uh wow, what a game. Uh there's I think this game has so much that's working for it. I think that visually it looks great. I think all the enemy designs are really fun. I think that the core gameplay loop for it is also really fantastic. The fact that you have to you have to get points in this game like we were talking about. Points are essential. You're weak and then you become strong, but the strong uh, Megagon has a limit with like the beam, which is his strongest attack, which makes him weaker. I think that there's all these really great kind of gameplay loops that are all happening at the same time. And I think that if you are the kind of person Who likes a challenging retro action platformer, then that the one that you can really invest yourself in and like know all of the like nooks and crannies of it and invest yourself in it. Um, then you, I think you would honestly really enjoy this game. Um, and for that reason, I'm going to add it to my essential games list. Um, I think that. It's not for everyone, but I think that there is a certain kind of person who, when they play NES games, they're looking for a game like this, and I think that it should be on more people's radar.
0: Very well said. Very interesting take, Sam. Joe, your take. So I'll say I think that there are, there are the the bones of a
2: good game here, but I but I I don't think that they pulled it off. I think that like the a lot of the things that you're describing sam i i also think are like really cool concepts for gameplay and it's like a nice change up to things where we've been used to and and it's it's cool ideas for game design but i think that there's just too many things in it that that frustrate me like enemies that take 16 hits uh, among a bunch of enemies that take one hit that sometimes feel like you're just screwed when they appear or the fact that I keep bringing up, that you are really overpowered as Megagon, um, I, I just think that they didn't, they didn't nail it. They didn't. I, w- I I wish that there had been a sequel to this because I think that that would be something that they could look at, like okay, what went wrong with with Amagon and like what was right, and if if they were to, like really refine those things, I think you could make this into a good game. Um, and and if we were to do the old thought experiment that we do all the time of uh, if you got this game in 1989. Um and it was like your it was like your only game and you got really good at it you you probably would have fond memories of it, but uh but i I think the frustrations outweigh the the pros for me so so I'm not putting it on
0: okay, Sean, where do you stand
3: um i I can see that this game has some interesting ideas. I appreciate that the score is more than just uh something that gives you an extra life after fifty thousand or whatever um the powering up does give you that power trip uh but I think everything else about this game is just kind of strikes me as a little lazy um it's I don't really appreciate uh the uh the the core loop I I I don't like the decisions they made in a lot of tiny ways um so yeah I know that there are some people that this is their jam uh but I don't think that I can put this on an essential games list. I Maybe for, like, you know, a uh, an obscure cool list, but not an essential games list.
0: Alright, so it can't be on the essential games list uh, now that it's been uh, at least tied. I will just say where I stand here is, you know, it's uh, there's a lot of work to playing this game, and I don't know about most people, but unless I'm playing like Harvest Moon, I don't like to work that much when I'm playing my video games. I like to just enjoy them. And I feel like, as I was talking about on the episode, you know, there's a lot of pacing issues here. And just, if I actually wanted to play this, like how I play video games, I can't, I'll die pretty quick. Um, And it just wasn't overall like an enjoyable experience in that way. Uh, You know, seeing every single enemy and treating it like a life or death situation could be what they were going for. Uh, But it wasn't fun for me to play it that way. Every time I see a tree and I know that there's a bat dangling down from it or I know that some enemies are going to fly in from um, the right side of the screen, you know, it's like just being on edge like that didn't make for a fun game experience. And I'm not saying it was cheap, but it wasn't wasn't delivering on what I thought it was trying to do. So for that reason, it's not an essential game. But you gotta respect Sam.
1: Mine, I kind of knew it wasn't gonna be, so it was more of a protest vote. <laughs> so you did the the
0: old Sean uh, Top Gun. Hell yeah, sure. brother! Yeah, free Top Gun. But that's the show, you know. Like you gotta you gotta take your shot when you see a game that you like. You gotta call it out. And so this way, eventually, the show just becomes uh, listeners who follow different uh, people on the show. They're the you know the followers of Joe. Who only listen to his word of mouth and swear by Spy versus Spy, Spy versus and Spy, there's...
2: and uh, what's the other one that I wanted on there? It's my you don't oh even my God. know Zelda Can't two. You... It's a... I know I don't even know Zelda just... two. Well, Zelda two, nah. but that's, that's not my own. Zelda my that...
0: two, sure, but like no, there's there is another. The heck one is that i Wanted? I don't know. Okay.
2: It's I'll find it. Keep going. I'll find it before the end of the episode. Sure, sure. I
0: was just gonna say then there's like that one listener. Who uh, roots for me and says, I hope the other guy's like, stop picking on that dude. <laughs> but they won't. <laughs> where no, the are my, disciples slalom, of Sean?
2: M-
1: my slalom followers who have Rhygar. seen the light?
0: Rygar? Rygar.
2: I, I voted that
0: out. I, I love Rygar. Yeah. I, I would oh, put Rygar back on the list Where were you? Where were you on now. the essential list? I know. I'm sorry. I'll get back on there. I think <laughs> Rygar is getting better with age.
2: Right. I won't play. This kind of gave me some, some Rygar vibes, like the, the colors or something, The
0: the the look of it. Well, I'll tell you one thing. There are many games that we can go back and look on, but we have a lot of games to look forward to as well. Like next week's episode, Dr. Jackal and Mr. Hyde. It's, you know, that's a famous novel, so it must translate well into a video game. Yeah, I can't wait. So we're going to look at that one um, made by the Advanced Communication Company. And um, I just, I think it's funny when I've never heard of a company before, you know, like, it's like, okay, cool, they made it, sure. Um, and then we got a lot of other games coming up, too, though. We've got uh, Fist of the North Star, The Guardian Legend, Mappy Land. What do you think Mappy Land is? I think it's that game. It's that hit cartography um, game. With, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's with those mice. I can't remember exactly what it is, but I think it was an arcade game.
3: Looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, looking forward to a mouse (laughs) arcade game. Uh, Where's the Mousetrap NES game? Everybody wants that.
3: It broke after the first time you played it.
0: Did anyone ever play Mousetrap? No, Mousetrap is the kind of game that you just set up, uh, but you don't actually ever play it. You you just set it up and then watch the mouse get caught, and you're like, yay, it happened, and then you put it all back in the box.
2: Exactly how how I played Mousetrap.
0: It's like Monopoly. You just put the houses on everything, (laughs) but you don't play that game. Right, yeah no that's ridiculous uh, anyway for more ridiculous action check out nostalgia cast on twitter at nostalgia cast and we're posting ridiculous stuff all the time over there weird box art funny youtube videos um you know interviews with me and shigeru miyamoto one day maybe <laughs> i could see that happening just keep listening and maybe it will Anyway, in the meantime, we're going to keep releasing episodes every Friday, so check back here. I'm Michael Esposito. You can find me at Esposito Film on Twitter, and I'll talk to you soon.